Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zockel. You're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. I appreciate you coming along. I know that there are a number of excellent podcasts you could be listening to and learning about heaven, the God of the Bible, the wonder of Jesus Christ, and you chose to take time to listen to this podcast. And I take that very seriously. And so what I want to do, my friends, is then to give you as much biblical source as possible whenever we talk about a subject, because this is not something that's going to go by somebody's vision or just by conjecture. I want to give you the scripture. And so today, we're looking at something most fascinating, if I can tell you that, just wonderful. We're talking about angels. You know, when we look and we see this wonderful word in the scriptures, Potipos is the Greek word, and it really means how great, how great it is. When we talk about the magnificence of what God has promised us, 1 Corinthians 2.9 tells us that the wonders of heaven are beyond the imagination of man to those who just have given their love to the Lord and what God is promising them goes beyond our imagination. And 1 John 3.1 says, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. And that word is potipos. How great is that? It's known as an interrogative adjective. And it's saying like, what kind of love and how great and how wonderful. It's, it's used in the sense of um, admiration, of uh, joy, of excitement too. And uh, we see it seven times, this wonderful word, potipos. How great. Matthew chapter 8 when they're talking about Jesus in the boat with them, calming the storm. What kind of a man is this? Potipos, how great of a man is this? Mark chapter 13 and verse 1, when they're pointing out to Jesus, look at the magnificence of this temple, how great it is. And then uh, in Luke chapter 1, uh, Mary is totally thrown when an angel meets with her, when Gabriel gives her the announcement, you are the chosen one to bear the Messiah. And Potipos is used. How, how, what kind of a wonderful message is this? What kind of a greeting? And it comes from an angel. An angel gives a wonderful greeting. Has the permission from heaven, as we see both here and in Daniel chapter 9. Gabriel makes announcements coming from the throne of God. As a matter of fact, the name Gabriel means champion of God. What are angels anyway? Well, we know that the term, both in the Hebrew and Greek, means messenger. But what else do we know about angels as according to the Bible? Not in visions that people would talk about in a contemporary way. Not in dreams that people have. But what does the Bible say that we can understand these residents of heaven and co-laborers with us and fellows that will be alongside us in heaven? What will we know about them? So if you have, if you're taking your notes, and I always encourage my friends to make yourself, go, go down to a store, get yourself a journal. Don't make it a diary, but make it a, a Bible encyclopedia on heaven. And for those of you that have done this, we go to the letter A and we're talking about angels. And we find some magnificent truths about angels that within our time here, I want to share with you. For example, Matthew chapter 16 
it tells us when we think that angels are going to be far off, seeing us as a distance, and we'll be on one side of eternity in the presence of God, celebrating both in heaven and then eventually on the new earth, as is promised in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, that angels are over there like, well, look at what they're doing. You know, they're not like us and such. No, the Bible says there's a great interaction and love and joy between the redeemed people, the Christians, and angels. Well, for example, Matthew 16, it says in verse 27, for the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father. And then the Son of Man, which we know is the name for Jesus, he will reward each according to what he has done. So one of the first things we see is angels are going to watch the believers getting rewarded. And it doesn't say that there's any jealousy there. There's a wonderful, wonderful joy by angels. And we'll talk some about that, but then let's think about Matthew chapter 18 and verse 10. Because the, the term little ones talking about new Christians, it's not talking about a child. And it says, don't despise one of these new Christians as they're coming along. Don't make fun of their novice attempts at mission work and everything. Help them out. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. It gives us the uh, idea in Matthew chapter 18 that the angels will look to the Lord. Do we go down and help them, Father? Do we go down and help them, uh, uh, Yahweh? Do we assist the new Christians? There's something intriguing there about these messengers from heaven. We see in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14, Hebrews 1 and verse 14, they're known as ministering spirits. Well, that's talking about serving. They are ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who to our inherit salvation. So when we see this, we don't see a limit on this. It is both here on earth by what we just saw in Matthew 18 at the direction of God to come down and help us, but also this intimates that in heaven they will also help us. They are ministering spirits. We see in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22 that they're beyond count. If you were to look in heaven right now, another name for heaven is Mount Zion. Uh, if you study the scriptures, you'll see that that's one of the, may I use the term nickname? for uh, heaven. One of the names for heaven is Mount Zion. It says if you go there, you will see innumerable angels, uh, wonderful, uh, uh, beyond count by human means uh, of angels there. Uh, they are there. Uh, they were there prior to the creation of mankind. Job 38 and verse 7 says that angels were applauding in a sense, applauding and rejoicing and cheering God as he made uh, made creation. And he was uh, going about the steps of creation, and they were singing with joy. They were joining it together, shouting for joy over that. It tells us in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, that as the army was coming in, the marauding army was coming in, to attack, including Elisha and his students. One of the students saw the earthly army and cried out to Elisha, Master, do you see what's going on? Elisha seemed unbothered by this. And in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, he cries out to the Lord not to stop the army, but Lord, open up the eyes of the student to see. And when the student did, he saw that they were surrounded by a protective army of angels 
So they're there for protection as well. The visitation uh, of uh, Mary is in Luke chapter 1 by the angel coming. And it also tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3, that we'll have authority over angels. Well, let's talk about this. These angels, these are ones that are being given authority right now to do things that humans do not have the ability to do. But in eternity future, they are going to be in subjugation to the Lord under us and be ministering to us and will have authority over them. When we take a look at this, we see an amazing, amazing race of beings. People do not become angels when they die. This is a totally different group here. Like I said, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. Here's what it starts to say, because Paul is just thrown by this church. The Corinthian church is all over the place with error, just doing dumb stuff. You know, don't we all, you know, before I sit here and act so high and mighty, we all. But he writes this letter of correction, and he says, Do, does any one of you, when he has a case against his neighbor, dare to go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? In other words, why don't you settle this dispute among yourselves? Don't go to a secular court there. He continues on, follow the point. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, are you not competent to constitute the smallest law courts? Can't you take care of these problems yourself? And then he says this, do you not know that we shall judge, which means have authority over, or if you want to use the term govern, govern angels. This is a very, very Beyond intriguing, it's kind of, it's almost puzzling. In what way do we have authority over angels? We're not really told. Could this be that we are giving a judgment over the angels that Jude talks about have been incarcerated since the time of Noah? It very well could be. There's a lot of questions about this, but we just don't know for sure. But it does say there's an authority there. When we see this here, the Bible tells us that we're given authorities as well. Well, think, go back to Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. He who overcomes, I will grant him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So we're going to sit down with Christ in the presence of God with Christ. Well, think back when we're talking about this. We'll have that authority, what it just said, as, as far as authority over angels, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, but it also tells us in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 13, to which of the angels has he ever said, you sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. You see, Revelation 3.21 says, we, the redeemed, the Christians will do that. But he says it doesn't happen to angels. And so we will have an authority over angels in there, and we will be served by them uh, through there. In verse 14 also says that. But before we start saying, oh, we're going to be bossy, and they're just going to be automatons doing whatever we say, no, 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 follow now, okay? We'll be worshiping with them. Revelation chapter 4 gives us an idea on this. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and upon the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Now, we've talked again about what these 24 represent. That's not my point, so I'm going to move on from here because of the point. Verse 6, before the throne there was 
a sea of glass-like crystal. And in the center and around the throne, four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The full of eyes is not literal. It's talking about wisdom. And when you see eyes in the Bible, symbolism is wisdom. They're very wise. They're not, they're not brutish beasts. One translation, uh, very, very sadly, we'll call them beasts, and people think they're animalistic, but they're not. They're not at all. They will be crying out, holy, holy, holy. And as we see this, they give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders will fall down before God who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and our God. We're worshiping. The heavenly beings are worshiping. We are worshiping. Revelation chapter 5, continue on. Look in verses 8 and 9. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each one having a beautiful instrument, which is beyond our imagination. The closest it can be described to is as a harp. A harp, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. Ah, new music in heaven. Something to remember for us study later on. They sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you. They are singing, they are giving the praise to the Lord. John says, I looked, I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Move on to verse 13. Every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. You know what we're doing? We're alongside angels and we're worshiping with them. There's no jealousy here by angels. Oh, you got the better break here. We're up here just, no, 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 no. You don't see that. Because remember this, when you go to Luke 15, it keeps using this phrase in the presence of angels. Think of what Jesus himself had talked about. The parables all the way through there. You have the, the, the three parables in Luke chapter 15, the lost coin, the lost son, the lost sheep. And it's talking about how God is so happy for the repentant one. When the man, uh, verse 6, talks about when he finds the lost sheep, that the 90 and 9 are left, he finds the lost sheep. He says, rejoice with me. And what does it say there in verse 7? Well, in the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. They will be that way. They are going to celebrate together. Rejoice with me, verse 9. She found her coin, verse 10. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Angels are rejoicing. You continue on. Same chapter, prodigal son. We have to be merry and rejoice. This brother of yours was dead, begins to live, has begun to live was lost, has been found, and they're all together, and it is telling you as well, there is celebration in heaven. They will be rejoicing. There is absolutely no jealousy. They'll be rejoicing with us. And it also tells us in Hebrews chapter uh, 12, verses 22 and 23, I, I give this passage to you many times, talking about the souls in heaven right now. You've come to Mount Zion, that's a name for heaven, to the city, listen, number one, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, 
and to myriads of angels. Means, and, and one translation says countless number of angels are on there. We're going to be there in there, verse 23, in the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, complete, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. We'll all be together celebrating, rejoicing, working alongside in the many energies and creative talents that we have here. The angels will be with us and actually have authority over them. This is just a sampling of how we will relate to angels, a little bit about how we relate to angels here on earth, but moreover, as we talk about heaven, how these, these residents of heaven, these wonderful, wonderful, uh, the, the beauty of them is so fantastic that in chapter 19, verse 10, and Revelation 22 and verse 9, John falls down in mistakes. Says, well, perhaps they're to be worshipped. No, 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 no. So they are glorious, but they are also fellow laborers. Much to think about here. Take a look at this. Look at your notes here and rejoice in the wonderment of angels and being with angels in heaven who all say, don't look at me, understand, rejoice in the glory of God, and look at the Father. He is the one, the mighty sovereign God. And we will. We'll rejoice all together. Thank you so much. This is Brad. Thank you so much for your prayers, for your encouragement. The car is all fixed up. I'm about to go back on the road. Oh, what a summer it's been. I've been uh, across Pennsylvania, down to Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, uh, my goodness, uh, Alabama, across South Carolina, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. What a wonderful summer of being on the road. I probably forgot uh, some uh, different places here, but I'm back out on the road, heading back up to Maryland, then over to Tennessee, and then going to be uh, going on all through the fall until the winter weather stops me. And so be in prayer for me. Thank you so much. And I'm very, very excited about the introduction of our new website, which we've been renovating all year, fixing it up. I'll let you know more about it. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel. You've been listening to Questions About Heaven. Thank you. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.